Hey guys, welcome back to the Teawood Show. This is episode number 13. We're talking about Chelsea, Christian Pulisic, and Eden Hazard. I got my special guest on the show today. We got Ethan Pegram. He's a former Bob Jones University Bruins soccer teammate and also a beta brother from Bob Jones University. Ethan, I'm so glad you accepted my invite to this podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. So, guys, we got the Europa League final on May 29th at 3 p.m. Eastern time on Bleacher Report, a.k.a. TNT. Ethan, tell the fans and the audience, who is your team that you're pulling for in this final? So, I am a big Chelsea fan. That is a big deal, I feel like, for you. I mean... Obviously, you're not in the Champions League. Actually, you are next season. Um, you're you're basically locked in, right? Yep. We are we are locked in as a, we finished third in the Premier League, so we're locked in. Exactly. So you're happy about that. But I think, I mean, what does this Europa League final mean to you as a Chelsea fan? Does it mean much, or is it like, okay, I think it's good to win, but it's not like end of the world if we lose? What so, I mean, to be honest, I don't I don't really have. I, I, it's, it's complicated. Uh, I think that either of those thoughts is a little too simplistic. Mm-hmm. I think anyone who follows professional soccer, uh, specifically the Premier League, and then more specifically Chelsea, knows that there's been a, a good amount of turmoil throughout the year. It's uh, Sarri's first year uh, as manager, and there's been kind of an up-and-down season. Started off the year really hot. Sarri's the best manager in the world, and then we have a bad month or two. Sorry, terrible, and then it kind of went on a string of Sorry's terrible, and we need a new manager, even though he'd been on the yeah. job for four months. Um, so it it it's really kind of culminating in a season of ups and downs, a lot of disappointment. Uh, I know I'm probably jumping the gun a little bit here, but um, yeah. I feel like we really bungled the Eden Hazard situation. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no there's no way in the world that we should be where we are with him, um, but we are. And again, I don't want to um, jump the gun, so I'll leave that for later. Um, but I just think there are a lot of emotions around the club right now. I think there are a lot of things we could have done better, but also the fact that we're in the Europa League final, I mean, it is the second most prestigious um, cross-league tournament. And so I think being in that uh, title game is a big deal. And yeah. so I'm excited to be there, and absolutely I want to win it. Yeah, and a little facts for you guys. This Europa League final is the first major European club competition final between two English clubs in 11 years. And that's the only – this this only happened three other times, or this is the third time in UEFA history that two English clubs are playing in the final, which I think is pretty cool. That's and the stat on Chelsea cool. – Yeah, and the stat on Chelsea is they are unbeaten in their 14 UEFA Europa League matches this term, so 11 wins – Three decisions, no losses. So, I mean, you pretty much dominated, I feel, in this Europa League uh, tournament. Um, And Arsenal, on the other hand, they arrive on a five-match winning run in the competition, so they've lost some games. Um, But I feel like from the outside, looking at this, this final, I feel like Chelsea has a leg up. But then I I also think about how the motion the emotions in the locker room, like 
is Hazard going to go out with a bang? Or is this team, you know, kind of ho-hum about the situation? You never really know about the locker room. You know what I mean, Ethan? Like, the press does their thing. They can try to get as much information they can out of these, these players of what's going on. Um, but do you feel that these Chelsea teammates are okay with Hazard leaving? Or is this more of like a, ah, this is going to suck next season type thing? So I think absolutely it sucks. Uh, anybody in the team would want him to stay. If you have a choice between Eden Hazard being on your team or not being on your team, you pick him being on your team 10 times out of 10. That's an easy choice. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, um, I mean, I can't knock Hazard a bit because he's been an absolute professional. He hasn't made a big deal out of it. Uh, I mean, if, just to make a little bit of a comparison, if you follow the NBA today, star players, I'm Anthony Davis says, I want to <laughs> trade. I have a year and a half left on my contract. I want to trade next week, and I want <laughs> it to this place. And he, he's being paid millions of dollars and he's saying, I don't care what you're paying me. I don't care that I said I would do this. I want out. And yeah. sure, Hazard has a, has a year left, but soccer is a little bit different in that um, there's buying and selling players and with buying and selling, there comes profit and losses. And he is giving Chelsea the opportunity um, to have a big gain. Uh, also like the fact that he's having a good attitude and not, um, making a fuss of things like other players, yeah. right. he, his, his value, he has a year left on his deal and they're talking about a hundred million pounds, which is, I, I mean, that's crazy money for nine months yes. left on a deal. Um, yes. so I think all of that considered, um, I, I think that we are, I, I don't think the hazard is, um, much of a distraction. Sure. A little bit because it's something that is inevitable it seems uh, but at the same time i think that i i don't think it's gonna be much of a distraction during this game yeah and uh, according to uefa.com and nbc sports they're saying the actual final deal won't be announced till after the final right yeah that, that's what they're saying again i mean all this is kind of speculation nothing's known for sure but also we've known he wanted out for several months at this point yeah, so it's it seems inevitable. Do you think when you say that about several months, you guys, Chelsea fans have known for a while. Do you think that was the direct effect of how Chelsea wasn't doing as well kind of in the mid midway in the season? So I don't think it was specific to this season. Uh, I um, have a close friend that I work with. He is also a big Chelsea fan and he thought last summer that we were going to sell him going before the last season ended, he was like, Hazard's gone this summer. It's over. Um, and really that kind of speaks to the fact that like he's wanted out for kind of a couple of years now. Okay. It's not really a secret that he's wanted to play for Real Madrid, which is arguably the biggest club in the world, uh, has the yeah. richest history. Um, so you can't fault him for wanting to play there. Um, just me personally, I kind of question that desire as, and you can be, potentially the greatest Chelsea player ever, or you can go and kind of be one of, I mean, so many great <laughs> players at Real Madrid. What are you going to have there? Three to five. I mean, five is a, seems a stretch um, of yeah. top years there. And so how much of an impact can you leave on that club? Right. Um, so from that perspective, from a legacy standpoint, it seems like a miss, but also, I mean, he is already 
a top Chelsea player. I don't, I don't know if it's top 10. I don't, I don't know exactly what. I would put it, him up there. It, it, could, it, it could be top five. Um, but I would, I would guess probably top 10. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that he has a chance to be the greatest Chelsea player of all time um, seems more yeah. meaningful than three years at Real Madrid. And, but that's coming from a Chelsea fan. Right. So, right. I think it would be really cool to watch him play in the final. Uh, I think a lot of people would be focused on him um, just to see how he plays and his passion. And I think you could tell, like, it was really fitting to see Hazard make that final winning PK against uh, Frankfurt, I believe, in the semis or uh-huh. semis. Uh, I think it was kind of fitting that he he ended up actually t- you know taking the actual PK to win the game. I thought that was yeah. kind of cool. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and like I said, I think a lot of eyes would be on him in this final. Um, whereas if you're not an Arsenal Chelsea fan like like me, I think that's the player I'm going to be watching a lot. A lot. Sure, of, I'm just because he is the best player in the game. So I mean, even without the extra drama. He is the person who you expect to do something incredible. And then with the extra drama, there's a storyline. So absolutely, I agree with that. He is the person to watch. Yeah. Now, another inevitable thing that's happened, Ethan, is Christian Pulisic is now done with Dortmund. And a few facts about him and his playing career at Borussia Dortmund. Um, He had 19 goals and 26 assists in 127 games there at uh, Dortmund. Um, And this season in particular, he played in 20 matches. He had four goals and four assists with along two yellow cards. Not bad. Um, But what are your thoughts? What are your feelings of Christian Pulisic coming in to Chelsea next season? And we'll start there and go from there. What is your initial thought? Okay, so am I looking at Christian Pulisic in a vacuum, or am I looking at Christian Pulisic coming in and Eden Hazard going out? I like that stipulation. I will say, what's his take, your opinion, on him as a personal player? Chelsea aside, Hazard aside, let's look at Pulisic, how he is as a player, and then we'll go into that with with Hazard. Okay, yeah, so... um... I think that's probably a good call on your part. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I I think that, what is Pulisic, 22? He's actually 20. Okay. So he's 20 years old. He is slight. He has played in a league that is certainly more physical than Spain, uh, more physical than (laughs) Italy. Nothing like the Premier League. Uh, There are plenty of players who crushed it in other leagues came to the Premier League, couldn't cut it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a specific player that comes to mind, I believe he was around a 60 million pound purchase, which was one of the largest in Premier League history at the time. Since then, it's been blown away. But Angel Di Maria goes to United, oh, yes. tears it up for two yeah. months, and then he's like kind of crying. I can't play here. <laughs> they sell him at a pretty large loss. Uh, another example of somebody yeah. who isn't as slight, specific to Chelsea, Alvaro Morata plays in Spain, plays mm-hmm. in Italy. And sure, he's kind of playing a substitute role, but he's coming on. He's starting in in league league matches, uh, mainly playing as a substitute. But, I mean, he scored 20 goals at Real Madrid um, wow. and probably had 10-ish assists. Again, like those are not exact numbers. Maybe it was 17 and 9. But he had around 20 goals and 10 assists his last season at Real Madrid, not even as a full-time starter. He comes to the Premier League. He lights it up for 
I don't know, 50 or 60 days. And then for a year after that, he can't find his way. He's in his own head. Um, I haven't touched on Pulisic yet, but basically I point those players out is they're players who played in other leagues, young players. Di Maria wasn't as young, but young players who had success and then came to the Premier League. And the Premier League is... I mean, it is a man's league. It mm-hmm. is tough. Um, Very physical. And I have a lot of worries about Pulisic. Yeah. Um, I think that he has a lot of talent, but um, I, I I don't watch a lot of Germany. Um, so probably I've watched him more for the U.S. And sure, he has a lot of talent, but he seems pretty soft. Um, mm-hmm. He seems to complain a little bit um, when he feels that he gets fouled. And yeah, he, I've noticed like, that. There are like those aren't going to be fouls, um, and so honestly, I have a lot more worries than I do excitement. I think that no, I think I think a lot more worries than excitement. And um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, he's a talented player, but um, I don't understand how he's supposed to be successful on his own in the Premier League. Yeah, that's. I think that's totally fair. Uh, what you just said about him. Um, and I would agree with you that I think he has a lot of improvement to make with his physical side of the game. Um, he is a smaller player, obviously. I think he's 5'8". I could check the stats on that, but I think he's around there. Um, he's pretty light. And as a winger, I mean, you're going against some of the most physical outside backs and center backs in the world. So he's going to get crushed. But if he can focus on building muscle mass and just pure strength in general on the ball, I feel like that can only just better him in this league. And I would agree to your point that I think most people would have more worries than excitement to some extent just because of that Um, and and because he's young. And you've also seen Di Maria, like you mentioned, and, and Wamata, both coming from great successful clubs and producing at high levels and then coming to the premier league and then not doing as well. So in my opinion, in my hope for Pulisic is more of a hope than it is like more of like a reality. It's more of like, I hope Christian Pulisic can compete. And my next question would be, will he start? You know, how many games is this guy going to start? Or is he going to just going to sit the bench under Sari and just, kind of ride the first year do you have any thoughts and feelings about that do you think Pulisic can have a starting role right away at Chelsea honestly no um again I say all this and Pulisic could come in uh in training he could light it up and he could prove me absolutely wrong but also I am just giving an opinion based on what I've seen and I think that Willian has shown that he can play in the Premier League he can play 38 games in the Premier League and sure he's not going to give you 15 20 goals but he'll give you 8 to 12 he'll give you 7 to 10 assists that's solid mm-hmm. Pulisic had four goals last season six assists in a inferior league yeah, four goals four assists yep um and then you got Pedro I think absolutely there are minutes for him because you have, I mean, I just said it and that is our list of wingers. Um, Callum hudson Adoy, who is a young winger who was killing it, who I personally rate higher than Pulisic. 
currently already are on our roster. Um, he tore, ruptured his Achilles. And so, oh. um, I mean, that happened within the last month or so. So he's oh, likely yeah. going to be out for, for sure the first half of the season. I don't know if those take nine months to a year. I'm not super familiar with the injury. Um, yeah. But I think there, we have a large need in the winger position. So I think certainly he gets minutes. Uh, I would be really surprised if you were a starter. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's just going to be interesting season ahead of us next season to watch, to see what happens, honestly. <laughs> uh, I think most people are just curious at this point uh, from the outside looking in. And, of course, as a Chelsea fan, you know, as you said, you know, you're just – you're looking at his teammates beside him. Like, I mean, the talent is through the roof for the winger position, even with Hazard gone. So that's kind of the next thing is like – Obviously, you wouldn't say in the same phrase, Pulisic is replacing Hazard. You wouldn't say that, would you? I I certainly would not. <laughs> I kind of set you up there, but that was a pretty cl- you know, clear and obvious answer or question. But I had to say it. And I think some people may have this stigma of like, especially American fans, of like, oh, it's the Wonder Boy. It's the Golden Child. And he could do anything. It's like, yeah, but did you look at Hazard? I mean... Do you see what he's accomplished and how great of a player he is? I don't think Pulisic is a re- actual replacement for Hazard. It's more of like a, hey, yeah, come to Chelsea and see how you do in a Premier League type thing. I don't so, know. So I, to, to your point, to kind of punt off of what you're saying, whereas Pulisic is not a replacement for Hazard, when Hazard, when we signed Hazard from Lille, he scored 20 goals and, 18, and had 18 assists in Liga, which is the Ooh. French league, which is, it, it is not as good as the German league, but it is, I mean, I would say somewhere, I would say England first, Spain and Germany, second and third, Italy, and then Liga. And like, there aren't huge gaps. Certainly it is a lesser league, but he was player of the year in his age 19 season and his age 20 season. And then he came to Chelsea. Wow. Do you think the player that we are buying in Pulisic is a replacement for Hazard? <laughs> no, okay. uh, based upon those facts, definitely not. And and then like on top of that, we've got I don't know eight eight years maybe eight ish years of Hazard at Chelsea, lighting it up this year. I think he has seventeen goals and fifteen assists, something crazy like that. And I mean, it, it really is irreplaceable. And to your point, like you're saying, he's not a replacement. He's somebody to come in and see who he can do, see what he can do. Yeah, absolutely, I agree with that. But he should be coming in behind Hazard, behind Willian, behind Pedro, and maybe competing with Pedro and Willian and bumping out Pedro. And maybe he's playing between Willian and Pedro. And then, man, he's really coming into his own. He's getting some start. He's he's better than Willian. Yeah. So in I a think- perfect world, Ethan, sorry to interrupt, but in a perfect yeah. world, to your point, it would have been best if Hazard stayed and Pulisic could learn. It's like his understudy, right? Sure. I mean, that would be the best ideal situation. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you're learning from the best. Yep. So you, you're obviously, hopefully, if you actually learn and not just watch, um, and, you know, you you have him as a mentor, and hopefully Hazard would keep him, you know, under his arm type thing. That would have been amazing for Pulisic, I feel like. But uh, sure. I, I still feel like there's still talent there, the wingers like Pedro and, and other guys that you know of and I don't. 
But I think there's other talent on the team <laughs> that would help Pulisic learn. And I think the training, if if Chelsea's training and their center backs and their defenders, whenever they're doing you know training sessions, they need to roughen up Pulisic, I feel. They need to let him know, look, this is how it's going to be. So let's, let's get you ready in practice before you even get out to the match. I mean, as a professional, I mean, Pulisic is a professional, so he's been around. But like to your point is the Premier League is a way more physical league than the Bundesliga. But to what extent, I don't know. I do know that it is a little bit more physical just because of the nature of the center backs are just bigger, stronger, faster, I feel. Um, but yeah, that would have been really cool to see Pulisic learn from Hazard. But the reality is Hazard is gone. Pulisic's here. I think it's just going to be interesting. I think it's a little bit exciting for the Americans just to see, oh, we got a, you know, we have an American player as a midfielder, not just a goalkeeper like Braguzan or Tim Howard, but we actually, or, you know, there's other guys that are playing in the Premier League, like, uh, what's his face from Newcastle? Yedlin. Yedlin. Uh, right. Jeff Cameron. Jeff Cameron. And other guys like them, obviously, are, are field players, but I don't think they're as polarizing or they're not as, quote-unquote, a golden child for Americans. Like Absolutely. Pulisic is, I mean, he is everyone's hope and dream. <laughs> Basically, in a nutshell, as from, an American, from, yeah. Yeah, I say that from the perspective of the American outlaws. <laughs> the American outlaws, yes. Not, Very specific group. Not Chelsea Football Club. No. And Chelsea Football Club will be realists. They're not going to be, oh, you know, take care of Pulisic. They're going to be, no, this is how it's going to be. And we'll see how he does. And do you, I mean, honestly, Ethan, like when Pulisic goes, gets minutes, and maybe he does score a goal or two in the first three or four matches, the consistency, I think, what would it make or what would it be to your point of, okay, Pulisic, yes, he's established himself as a player at Chelsea. Is that going to be goal scored or is it going to be more of like, hey, can he hold the ball for us? I mean, is there certain areas that I know this is not necessarily something you plan for ahead of time but to think about, but as a, as Pulisic is playing on, on the team, playing in games, getting minutes, what are you looking for specifically? Or is there anything specifically you're looking for from him? Is it to score yeah. goals or is it to so, get assists? I mean, so I would say that it would be to contribute to winning. Um, and that, that is not a cop-out answer. Uh, that could yeah. be goals. That could be assist. That could be chances created. Uh, it could be working back in defense to help. Um, there are so many things that you can do. Um, young players often come in and they're excited to attack and excited to create chances. And then they turn the ball over and they put their head down and then the other team's racing back at your defenders and now your team's down a man because you're kind of sulking. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a specific scenario, but just contributing to a winning effort. Um, yeah. That, that That's what I would look for. Um, but also, if he's working hard and he has one goal and an assist or one goal and three assists over 18 games next season, that'd be a pretty large disappointment, I would say. <laughs> yeah. And there's there's that pressure. I think Pulisic feels the pressure, especially for the American fans. I think there is pressure also, obviously, with Chelsea. I mean, you're on the team. You're on the club now. You're in the Premier League. 
It's a whole different animal. But there is a lot of pressure, I think, on Pulisic's shoulders. For one thing, is just on the American side, like on the international level, like with the Gold Cup coming up this summer, like I feel there's a lot more pressure on this 20-year-old kid than there was on like a Landon Donovan, you know? Um, So I I just hope that Pulisic can, can hold his own even with the media could be stronger uh, in the Premier League. So it's going to be interesting to see how he grows too, just as like a professional on and off the field. That can be interesting. Um, and I hope all the best for him. And it's going to be an interesting season to watch. I'm actually kind of excited about it, to be honest. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I also hope the best for him. I just – I have a lot of questions, and he is, like we said, not the replacement for Hazard – but one is coming in, one is going out, which kind of links the two together. And so as a fan, I think about the two together. And again, I would I, I would love to come to be so, so wrong here, but mm-hmm. I just can't, I can't see it being a good swap. Yeah. Well, only time will tell, Ethan. And so I'm excited about the Premier League already, even though it just you know ended. I'm still excited about what's ahead. And our answers... To our questions, our questions will be answered in due time. And it'll be interesting to see Pulisic grow and play at Chelsea. As well as Hazard, if this is actually a done deal with Real Madrid, which it looks like, it'll be interesting to see him grow and continue his production level. See if he can continue that success he's had at Chelsea to Real Madrid. Thank you, Ethan, once again for joining on this podcast. We talked about Chelsea, Chris and Pulisic, Ethan Hazard, and all the ins and outs of that. Check out the Europa League final which is May 29th, 3 p.m. Eastern time on Bleacher Report, a.k.a. TNT. I know I'll be watching it. Ethan, you're definitely going to be watching it, right? That is correct. Yeah, yeah, obvious. But if you guys have any predictions, let me know on my Facebook page. Just Travis Woodham. Don't go to the Tebow Show. Just go to Travis Woodham Facebook page, as well as Ethan Pegram. Check him out on Facebook. See what he's all about as a Chelsea fan. Ethan, once again, thank you so much for your time tonight. It was a joy. Thanks, Travis.